welcome. Love to see you both. You enjoy dinner? <laughs> well, you you cooked this week, so I think the silence speaks volumes. Did you enjoy it? Fantastic. How, how have fantastic. I booked in our two Falcons guests today? Okay, for the you first time, you have done that. well done, you have got us our guests. Thank you very much. How are you both? You both well? Very good, thank you, mate. Very good. Good, very well indeed. Yeah, Dave, you look quite tanned. Have you been anywhere, anywhere nice recently at all? Uh, at the start of the month, I had a little, uh, little jolly way to uh, Jersey, actually. So, so this is the men's first team game against Jersey. Yeah, a little, um, yeah, not very nice little weekend. We actually, we had a couple of us, probably about ten of us, actually flew out on the Friday night. What what screams Farnham Rugby Club more than a starter of scallops, oysters, and pork belly? <laughs> is this on the first class private flight over there? Was it? <laughs> In club blazer. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need your passport, darling. If you've got red chinos on, you're in. <laughs> yep, sums it up. Uh, followed by surf and turf as a main, which was fillet steak and lobster tail. Oh, Jesus. So uh, that was a Friday night. Oh, plenty of uh, rosé. So, yeah, very nice. So the Friday night was good. Uh, lots of the um, old boys there. And then really nice day. Very Sorry, well. I'm going to cut you off there. You are the old boy. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> Just rephrase that with plenty of my friends were there and you'll be fine. <laughs> Cheers, Beansy. Being Bainsy. all the Agadoos. Yeah, exactly. Cheers, Beansy. Thanks very much for that one. Um, so, yes, yeah, so a lot of the uh, elder statesmen at the club were there. Um, and then Saturday, I've got to give some Jersey Rugby Club. They host very well. Um, so, got their early doors. I think it was 11.30 kickoff for the uh, Jersey women playing. I think they played Worthing that day. So they had first team pitch all to themselves with the balcony packed watching that. We sat down for lunch at 1, 1.30 as soon as the women had finished. Had a nice lunch, 250 for lunch. Uh, and then, yeah, the men kicked off and final first team put up a cracking performance against what we know is a very That's strong like, Jersey yeah. side. Um, and then, yeah, a few beers afterwards. I've got to give a big shout out to um, JV, Vinny, Johnny Vincent who was leaving the clubhouse to get the flight home with the boys, a quick twist of his arm and he booked a flight home to stay on a Saturday night and flew home with us on Sunday. <laughs> so uh, that was very good showing from him. Um, and yeah, we had a nice, nice meal out, good curry Saturday night and uh, came home Sunday. So very good weekend away. And Jersey Rugby Club were brilliant. Great hosts. Who That's... was your man of the match, out of curiosity? Over there? Yeah. Um, no, no, back here three weeks ago. <laughs> But it was three weeks ago, actually. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Man of the match over there, I... Do you know, they were hit very badly by injuries in the first half. Um, lost Harry West. Lost um, one of the front row as well. Dan Sweeney. Yeah, Dan Sweeney. Josh um, Watson got cramped. Oscar went off. Yeah, yeah, Jules went off as well. I think he broke his finger that day. So, struggled that. Um, man of the match that day... Oh, do you know what? Callum Jones had a very good game, actually. Really good game. Played on the wing. Um, Defence was solid because he was playing against a very good winger. And he was, yeah, kept him. Um, but actually, Ollie Brown, do you know what? Yeah. The, the impact I've seen him have playing 10 and just his voice on the pitch is just... Yeah, yeah really good game, Ollie did, yeah. So, yeah, very nice weekend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'd say for the team they were playing, a very good result for, um, for the first team. It's interesting they did the women before. That's an interesting model. Yeah, and like so I said, both, the both teams at home. You know, they they've got a very actually. Um, Jeff Robbins was their club president that weekend, and he was telling me that he went over there in two thousand three, two thousand four, when Jersey were back in the first teams league that time, and he had the vision for a current club setup from Jersey, as in. I had this exact story confirmed by Dorsey at the bar. Dorsey was about eight pints deep and dribbling. And I thought, well, this is a load of rubbish. But yeah. he said, Robbins was there, several sherries to the wind, and said, this will be us one day. Yeah, so he stood on the balcony, apparently, watching the first team play. And if you look at it, the clubhouse looks like ours. Change rooms downstairs, big function upstairs, balcony overlooking. And um, I was chatting to the new chairman. He was like, yeah, when, when Jeff came over 20 years ago, he can't actually remember the game because he had drank so much rosé before the match. Um, but no, he was really nice chat to Jeff. 
it was a bit, I know we mentioned him on the last podcast, but it was a bit of a bore from talking to Rubio when we was at this, obviously Jersey's a little bit of a tax haven. <laughs> <laughs> and Rubio loves that, doesn't yeah. he? So, um, no, really nice weekend away. Boys had a great weekend. And uh, yeah, just good good for the club and good for, yeah. good for a nice weekend away with. Well, today's episode, we are going to pull in Lucy and Holly Thompson, the first mother and daughter Falcons. And so we're going to hear from them much later on about what got them interested in rugby. Before that, sort of Ben, what's been going on in the club recently? Uh, so I have a quick update from um, mainly the senior side of the club. So the women's Falcons first team have recently beaten Dartford 45-12, so a good win for them. And the Falcons seconds unfortunately came off second against a strong Dorking side uh, 25-10. The men's, the ones are going well. Um, narrow loss to Jersey, who we know just said of a great team. 25-14 win against Whitney. Um, skipper Toby Salmon, honourable mentions to Marcus in the forwards and OB in the backs, currently on red-hot form. Twos played Guildford with a good win. Uh, threes played Cranley with a win. You know as a win. I wasn't playing, but yeah, I guess it was a win. <laughs> there was a win. Honourable mention to Dan Willett um, leading the charge from the front row and Tom Clark. Tom Clark. Sorry, I can't read my own writing. Fullback playing very well and the fours, good win against Oldershot and Fleet. And the last thing I would say is an honourable mention to the under 12s who were team of the week. London Irish, tough opposition, but a good 10 to 2 win. So lots and lots of rugby taking place across the club. And like for the minis, we've got looking forward, we've got the first festival on the 4th of February, but I know post-Christmas, everyone's leaping back into training uh, throughout the club. Um, oh, I'm leaping back into training, Bainsey. How many times have you pulled the boots on on a Tuesday or Thursday night since Christmas? Not as many times as I'd like to, David, ah, thank you. Good. <laughs> good. That's right. Numerically, that would be naught. <laughs> but I mean, there's spirits. What's yeah. the square root of zero? Yeah. However, that's a really different question, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> you have been at the club in selection, so you have been noticed. I've been noticed. Yeah. Dif- difficult selecting yourself on the pitch here, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. But fair enough. So look, we are, we are really enjoying the podcast. We hope you're enjoying it too. Um, please remember, it's always a bit of fun. But if you have any kind of thoughts you want to discuss, please do message in. Um, I found out a bit of feedback. Gav Baker, he listened to his first podcast. Listen to us. Well, as in his first podcast ever, ever, not just no, the first rugby podcast. Just, ever. just let him know it can only go up from here. <laughs> yeah. Gav, they're not all this bad, I promise you. <laughs> and his feedback was, he didn't really give much feedback. He'd want to tell me how it was his first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Showed you how he downloaded it on his phone. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And then on the last one, Noel Thompson left me two voice notes. Fun- <laughs> funnily enough, the feedback I had from Mort was. I don't know how to listen to a podcast, but I heard it's quite good. So before we hear from Holly and Lucy, I think it would be absolutely worth us mentioning the Six Nations around the corner, 10 days to go. I know we're looking forward to watching the documentary. There's been a lot of the press around that. Yeah. But squads released this week as well. All of them, weren't they? Last week. It has to wait yeah. for the Sunday Time Sport to come out <laughs> on a Sunday before he reads them. Sorry. Yeah. Training camps have started this yeah. week. Is that yes, true? Training camps have started this week. Yes, I've can. seen England have flown out to Spain. They have. Yeah. yeah. Any any shock selections in your guys' opinion in that? Uh, well, I, I, it was nice to see an ex Farnham name in the training squad. Unfortunately, he's pulled out with injury today, hasn't he? Oscar Beard. Oscar Beard. Yeah, he's exactly. travelled, I believe. I see. And he's undergoing HIA, so I think he's still part oh, of the wider squad. Yeah, undergoing HIA. But yeah, it's amazing for him to be yeah. part of that. Part well, of that experience. Yeah. I don't think we can get away from the fact that I know it was a long time coming because he named it pre-Christmas Owen Farrell but Owen Farrell, yeah. probably the biggest news is him going to France. Is that, mean, is that his England career sort of... Has it come out? How much cash is he on? Has it come out yet? No. There's got to be a lot of zeros on the end of that number. Yeah, I would have thought so. It's got to be, surely. But so, I can't knock him for it because the All Black players is quite regularly, don't they? They quite regularly go to Japan and France and then return for the World Cup year. I put money on now him making the World Cup squad in 2027. I'll put my neck out there. The weird playing away from England rule thing that we've got is bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. I disagree with you. Really? I think the Premiership wouldn't survive without England. Okay, I think a horrible comparison. Look at the URC, the Welsh teams there, the level of support there. Now the top players, it's quite a few years now, the top players have left Wales to play abroad. And the domestic game in Wales is really struggling. 
But I, just, so just to pull on your earlier comment, the game in New Zealand. It's a fair point, well made. Um, game in South Africa. South Africa's different, isn't it? Because they've got they've got so many players out there that they pump out and they sort of push out there. I mean, the South African teams in the URC are doing incredibly well. Three map players are in Japan and France and England. It's fair. I, I just don't. If you took if so, let's say Premiership tomorrow. They they scrap the rule. Yeah. Mark Smith go to France. But, but then you've got the argument that you've got you've got um, Pollard playing ten for Leicester. Yeah. Is that weakening the Leicester team because they haven't got an English player playing for them? Or is it strengthening the Premier League because we've got a decent player at ten? Yeah, exactly. It, it's tough, isn't it? It's tough. And you go back to right. And I've had this conversation with my wife quite a lot. England netball had the same thing 15, 20 years ago, uh, and it was one of their players who wanted to go and play Australia. Um, I want to say it's Jeeva Mental, I think. Could get that wrong. <laughs> Don't look at me for support. I've no idea who it is. <laughs> but she wants to go and play in Australia. Going, I want to play in the best league in the world because yeah. ultimately that's made me a better player for yeah. England netball. Mm. So they had to change their ruling to say, well, yeah, of course. Has that strengthened the national game or has that weakened the league structure? I suppose is the biggest question. Is the French league, <laughs> on, that, on that argument... But is the French league the best league in the world or is the best paying? Because if I'm like, if Owen Farrell goes to France, he wouldn't be in the England camp this week because he'd be expected to play for his club this weekend and only then can he join the national It happens for the, the Welsh players, yeah. you know, Dan Bigger, for example. So you would lose that sort of ability to have England players together two weeks before a tournament. But is it a better league than the Premiership? Or just better played? I, 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 I'd probably argue it's better paid. I would say the reason I said it was rubbish is because if you take um, Jack Willis, for example, Eng- playing Wasps, England, obviously, you know, very, very good player. Wasps fold. Oh, sorry. Good luck. Go and find somewhere. Got nothing for you. You know, can you really hang around and just be picked up by some club and then maybe back in the league? And then what happens if Newcastle fold or Northampton fold? Because the state, the financial state the game is in. It's hella risky, or you can go to France, you know, happily bank a lot of money, and you could play for England, and as he has done, bust his knee, knees, ankles, something. First game World Cup, wasn't it? Or yeah. Whatever it was, and, and suddenly you've you spent four years slogging away, Newcastle away on a Friday night in the rain, and you've got, all oh, right, okay, it was for nothing, where you could be down in Toulouse, happy days, you know. I mean, there, there is obviously two sides to yeah. everything. People aren't saying it's all great in the French leagues, but, you know. But here we go, name threats, right? has played amazing rugby for the last three years in France, moved back to England to play for England. Zach Mercer. Zach Mercer yeah. has gone into a weaker Gloucester team than he was at Montpellier, is not on the form that he was playing in Montpellier, not even a sniff of a not place in the squad. The league, no. No. But the form he was playing in France, he would have walked into that England team. That was the same with Stefan Armitage, wasn't it, when he was there at uh, Toulon, wasn't it? Yeah. No, Player of the Year in France, but was he Player of the Year? I don't know. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was when yeah. Toulon was sort of at their Galactico peak with uh, oh, Jordan Wilkinson, Jackie's Beaufort, Ali Williams, the whole lot. Yeah, I, I think it's a really difficult one. I, I think Premiership rugby are in a real difficult position because if you're going to the stoop to watch Quinns play, you want to see Marcus Smith, Absolutely, Danny Kerr. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. see James Chisholm. I want to see the, the very best players. <laughs> you don't want to see James Chisholm. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, yeah. who it's not going to affect though, Lewis Rees-Samit going no, to the NFL. That's massive. NFL and who's the less no Northampton yeah. player oh. Malander is it Malander Harry Malander Harry was, Malander yeah that's right who's gone out there was a kicker a kicking specialist in the NFL. I, I thought you were going to say Christian Wade. I didn't know that happened. So he's no. gone out there just to. So the two of them have gone to this. Is it IPP? Yeah, International Player Pathway. Yeah. So it's a effectively a set of trials to get you into potentially a practice roster for one of the NFL teams. So there's no sort of guaranteed job at the end of it. There's no guarantee they'll pick you up to their 53-man roster. You may be lucky to get a training, because that's, that's what Christian Wade had. He never actually made the, the 53 roster, but he made three years the training um, squad. And you don't know, I think you get paid very well, for the, well, sorry, you get paid very well compared to rugby salaries right. to do the training roster. But I listened to Lewis Rees-Amit's um, interview last week on Gloucester Rugby, and I want to say, if you get a training roster, it's 150000 Yeah. a year. Yes. 
<clears throat> he's on more at Gloucester than that. Is he? Yeah. So is so it? he's a marquee player at Gloucester. Well, so it's got to be Zach Mercer, him. I, I don't know the Gloucester squad well enough, but what what was wow. what came out of that was that he's he'll get paid less. Sorry, let me rephrase that. With international fees, top everything up, okay. else, all the top ups, he's not going to earn as much money if he gets a training contract in the NFL than he does playing over here for Gloucester and Wales and the Lions and everything else. So okay. I know, you know, obviously David, you're a Wales fan. I would go as far as say he is the one Welsh player that I would name in the Lions. If I had to name a Lions team tomorrow, yeah, and we're going to touch on the women's line with with Holly and Lucy later on, but for the men's Lions, if they had to name a squad tomorrow, he's the one Welsh player I would put in pen. No, Alan Wynne Jones. <laughs> with Martin Johnson next to him. <laughs> Jesus. Um, if, if you had to, right now, who would you pick at 10 for the Lions? Just 10. Finn Smith. Finn, Finn Smith? Smith. Um, not Finn Smith. Finn Russell. No, do you want when I edit this, I'm going to cut that and just leave you. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you go Finn Russell. You go full attack. Finn Russell, I think he is the best playing 10 at the moment. And Marcus Smith on the bench? Absolutely. Because you bring him on with 20 minutes to go and he causes havoc. My 10 for Lions tomorrow, Owen Farrell. You go Owen Farrell? I go Owen Farrell. Interesting. Because it's a dramatic pause. I think he is. Cons- <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Unpopular as it is, and I say it as a Quinns fan, I still believe Owen Farrell is the best 10 in this country. Well, I think he's the best 10 in... In the British and Irish in the, in the catchment, yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. All oh, right. Because what defense attack? I just think he's all. I think he's got consistent track record of consistently doing all things very well. So I think you know Marcus Smith came on the scene. I mean, don't worry, Marcus Smith is a phenomenal talent. I'm taking nothing away from Marcus Smith, but I think Owen Farrell has improved his game with the challenge of Marcus Smith. The last couple of years, the way Saracens play is far more aligned to what Quinns do very well much more open yeah. offloads he's running he's, he's taking the ball closer to the line than he had done previously I think he's just a phenomenal player and I, and I think controversially we did the same to Wilkinson when Wilkinson was at his peak Cipriani came along and it was all we should put on we should unfortunately we've got this culture where we don't necessarily recognise grass like was greener yeah exactly that exactly that mm. who would you go for then? Um, I would probably have to agree with you I think I'll go with Farrell I think they'll pick a huge pack because it's in Australia, right? Yeah. 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 I think they'll pick a huge pack. Australia, historically weak in the set piece. They'll pick a huge pack and off front football, I think Owen Farrell will just control the game and then they'll bring on one of those two that you mentioned, Marcus Smith or um, Finn Russell. 25 minutes to go. Right, go and win by 20 rather than win by three. But I think to begin with, it will be Owen Farrell. And when he's played really well, he's played behind a dominant Saracens pack that have... And that, that, in the day that pack was massive you know it yeah. had all the stars as you mentioned the Galacticos in, in their day it was huge and they were just laughing and they were rolling do, yeah. we, do we know if he can be picked for the Lions if he's playing in France yes he can yeah. they, they did ask I think when Andy Farrell got announced they asked I don't think they asked him directly would you pick your son yeah. but I think they asked around can you pick players in France and the answer is yes you can because okay. do you remember when Shane Williams got picked up for when they toured um, Australia last time and wasn't Shane Williams playing for a Japanese team at the time? And they, they called yeah. him into the squad for a fixture, a midweek fixture. Yeah, so I, I think the Lions... Th- so the Lions don't have... They can pick anyone. Yes. Wherever you're playing. Yeah. So potentially James Chisholm could be in the Lions. Is that what we're saying? Well, if he listens to what I tell him to do. <laughs> give him quite clear coaching points. Very good. Very good. So who, going back to Six Nations then, have we got any, uh, I know we asked Don Parker last time he was on about Calcutta's Cup and Six Nations, have we got any hot favourites for the uh, Six Nations, Bainesy? I think it's got to be Ireland again. I just can't see past them. I don't, I know Sexton's gone, but in reality Sexton hasn't been, he's been there for the big games, but they've, they've, they've past year or two, they've consistently won games about him. I don't think their loss of Sexton is as big as people make it out to be because I think the guys they brought through mm. are playing phenomenally well. Do you think Dupont's going to be a big loss for France? I would imagine so. However, I can't see when that French pack is rolling that you could you could almost put anyone at nine. 
if they could put someone at nine who could pass the ball and be okay, they don't have to have the skill set that Dupont does because that's almost you know uncomparable. You've got what three blokes in the world maybe who have that skill set. Mm. I would say that you could put when they've got all the Villancer and all that, um, Paul Villancer and all that, like rolling on in the. I just think that's such a big, you know, what is it? Ben Kayser says um, when Antonio's there, you're scrummaging against a human piano. I think when that's rolling, you know, you can give it to the backs and then you, you it's not like you're passing it to, you know, Toby Salmon at 10. It's actually someone who can who can play. So, you know, I think they'll be all right. So you're back in France for it? I'm not necessarily back in France. I would probably agree with you. I think Ireland are going to be the, especially coming off the back of the World Cup, there'll be a lot of players there with bad blood or not bad blood, but... Um, are disappointed. Disappointment yeah. and a lot, a lot of chip on the shoulder and they'll reassert themselves as, you know, this is what we're doing, this is us, we're still here, we're still kicking. So if it was me, I would go Ireland, I'd go France two, I would go, I'm going to say England three. I think it'd be terrible rugby to watch, but I think we'll grind out like horrible, you know, 21-19 victories or, you know, 15-12 victories. I'll then go Scotland Unfortunately, I'll then go Wales and then I'll go, unfortunately, the old Italians. Wooden spoon again. I would just love Italy not to be wooden spoon. 100%. Again. I'd absolutely love it, but I just can't see it happening. No, I, thought, I, I, I do agree. I just, I think, unfortunately, for every improvement they seem to make, Evan has improved that little bit extra as well. Yeah, exactly. And I they didn't necessarily yeah. get the credit they deserve because they keep finishing sixth. Yeah. But in a World Cup, they're very competitive with yeah, other nations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be really interesting because... France Island is the opening game in Six Nations. What's well, so much like the World Cup? Much like get... France All Blacks. Yeah, yeah. it can be almost sewn up. I think because yeah. yeah, I think in England have got a strong squad, but an inexperienced squad. Be interesting to watch. I can't see Wales competing. I think I, you're right. I think I, I, can't I think see, I'll be honest with you. I can't see England competing. I can see us just grinding out yeah. with horrible wins. I think Scotland are going to be a surprise. I think they've been building over the last couple of years, and I think they might. I don't think they'll win it. But I think they could get a couple of wins to be up there in second place. So who's your one to <coughs> excuse me one to six? I I'm I'm going to sit on the fence. It's, I'm I'm torn between top three: Ireland, France. I think whoever wins that opening game will win the Six Nations. I don't know which team that's going to be. France at home. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably back the France. Back France, yeah. Um, but then I think Scotland might be Ireland and sneak second place. I, I can see Ireland finish yeah, third. So what you're predicting is Andy Farrell. Newly named Lions coach loses to Scotland. Two, I don't think I wasn't even named Scotland away, but loses oh, right. two Six Nations games in the first Six Nations after he's been named. Yeah, well, you've you know, like I said, you've got Ireland have got to go away to France, and I think no, they're they're home. Ireland are home to Scotland last game of the weekend. <laughs> and you think Scotland are going to win that? No, they said it now. It's done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever happens, just cut the recording to make it sound like said it. I've got a Scottish mother-in-law, so yeah. I'm back in Scotland as well, so it's alright. So. I mean, it, that would be great for Scottish rugby, I have to say. But I can't see that happening. Yeah. But actually, talking about the Six Nations and that, I think all three of us have got a nice little weekend away on the island England. Haven't we? Yeah, we have. Yes, we have. Yeah, yes, so that's going to be uh, very interesting to watch that game that somewhere. Be, yes. We'll probably do a live podcast from the Temple Bar in Dublin, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the bride will not appreciate yeah. us <laughs> recording on the stand. Yeah. So, looking so far ahead to the Six Nations, look, look at kind of the more imminent future. So, we're delighted to welcome not just one, but two Falcons here today, Holly and Lucy, both Thompsons. How are you both? Very well, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, really good, thank you. Good, good, good. So, j- <laughs> one sentence in. You're not even. It's <laughs> funny what you said. <laughs> we, we've got to hold this together tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be hysterical. So, um, it's great to see you both together. You are here as the first mother and daughter Falcons, and we want to kind of find out more about you guys, what you're into rugby, and what things you love about our great sport. Before we get on to that, is this the first set of guests that you've actually organised, Bainsey? Correct, correct. Well done. Correct. Well you organised it very well as well, actually. Don't tell him yeah, that. It was very Don't good. give him more credit for it. <laughs> How nice is my letter? It, your, your text was very nice. Letter. You didn't write a formal letter. <laughs> yeah, I've been having this my, my pigeon carry on. Yeah, exactly. PA to post that at lunch, did you? Dear Mrs. Thompson, you request the pleasure of your company. So well done. Well done, Bainsey. Cheers. Thank you, bud. Right. That's his job done now for the whole yeah. forever. 
It's uh, pretty standard. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to begin with, what? Uh, firstly, let's start with, uh, obviously, who do you play for? Which team do you currently play for? And what positions do you play? Up to you, first. Well, I play Falcons first team, and I play eight or sometimes second row if they hate me on that day. But oh, usually eight. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you started off in second row, didn't you? Yeah, I started under eighteen or sixteen. Yeah, so I I was in the under 18s for like three years maybe, and then left the season early to play with the Falcons. And under 18s played second row and then eight and flank. So it's kind of been all over the place. Played centre for like two matches. Decided I did not like the running. <laughs> so then when I went into the women's, played eight again. Yeah. Eight's favourite position. Yeah. Yeah. Favourite. Yeah, big ball carrier at yeah. eight. So I played for the Falcons second team, <laughs> um, and I play second row. Yesterday, I never get coins. Yeah, second <laughs> row is a bit claustrophobic. Yeah, absolutely. So can I just check then? In, when you played the game together, do you play second row together? No, so I played second row, Holly played eight, and she nagged at me constantly. Mum, can you get up now, please? Mum, get up now, Lynn. And she said, I'll just lift you up. So she just lifted me up. five minutes together, to be fair. Ten minutes, Ten minutes, we played one match together. Because I'm not officially a first player, so it was just a token run out. Against who? Canterbury. Yeah, Canterbury. Canterbury away. When? So Months ago. It was October. Was it your first match? You didn't start playing to the... Till October. Uh, I think it was my second match. Second match in the middle of October. Win? No. Finish second. Second on the day. Second. But most importantly, following that game, you ditched your mum and you went yeah, off your yeah, own. Yeah, <laughs> immediately game. dropped your mum. Starting, <laughs> yeah. starting to chirp from that day. Yeah, I don't think we've lost a match since then, to be fair. Oh! <laughs> 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 so, sorry, that's oh, exclusive. Big words, big words. Headlines. So, stop playing my mum. I won every game of rugby. It's a long walk home, Thompson. The biggest win of the day, surely, has got to be playing your daughter. It really? was. It was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. It's when I made a tackle and I heard, well done, Mum, that was brilliant. As, <laughs> and that must be nice that it's not coming from the side of the pitch, but yeah. someone with the same shirt as you yeah. played on the same Actually team as you. Actually on the pitch. Because yeah. I'm obviously always been on the sideline cheering yeah. Holly on, because I started playing rugby because she inspired me to play rugby. Um, so I was always the one going, come on, Holly. So yeah, it was nice. I don't think you'd ever been to watch me play, actually. That. No. Oh, so that's interesting. So you played first. Yeah. Right? Yeah. At school. Uh yeah. So I played at Waden and now I play at Farnborough Sec, and then I played at Farnham and like under fifteens. So under the age grade has changed. So now it, for so for girls it used to be under fifteens, then under eighteens because there wasn't enough to fill yearly or even yeah. two yearly at that stage. Yeah. And now it's under sixteens, under eighteens. So you start in what was under fifteen. Yeah, under fifteen. Then she was my coach for a bit in the under. 16s, under 18s, and then we started playing. So really, you can take credit for getting to the first team, so you've developed her into the players she is to be. my coaching. You were more like first aid mentors. <laughs> <laughs> I was sort of more first aid team manager, you known, rugby mum no, really, yeah. rather than you coach. Were, yeah, you were known as the rugby mum. I don't think anyone ever called you coach. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't. Etienne used to call me coach, your old head coach, Coach Lucy. <laughs> so who was um, at, at school then? So you had coach at school? Yeah, Mr Marsh was my coach at school. He's part of the rugby team as well, I think. Ah, uh, yeah, little Pete Marsh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, we, we play at Pete Marsh. <laughs> but he's not laser questing. He's actually, um, he competes in local laser quest competitions. Oh, he's quite good he? at it. Does he actually? Yeah. How on earth do you get into that? I don't know. You have to ask him. But he, he, he plays like quite a you know, reasonable level of laser quest. Yeah. So, it was, yeah. so it was Mr Marsh then. Was he your sort of first experience of holding a rugby ball, getting into the contact, that sort of thing? I, or? Think, I think I played maybe like a bit at Farnham and then I went to school rugby because I got dragged along by my friend. And then, yeah, it, I was still quite new to it at that point in time when I played, with, played for Mr Marsh. When yeah. you started playing, you used to constantly beat up your little brother. Yeah, I had a lot of locked-up anger back then. How old was your brother? Yeah. 25. So he'll really appreciate being on his mates now, 50 years old. Yeah, no. My sister used to fill me in. Yeah, I can't. I <laughs> can't this, do it anymore. You still both try, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So out of curiosity, what age do the um do you transition to full uh, full contact games? Most people know it. Um I think <laughs> ever since I've played it's always been full contact. I don't I think So Wade and it was full full yeah. contact. And you were how old? I don't know how I old were you? Old I was only like 14, 13, 14 when I started, so I haven't been. I think it's the same as boys, I think it's yeah. the same age. 
I didn't think I thought it was way older than that for boys, isn't it? Or is it not? Well, I'm Pete Marsh has never learned to tackle this age, so I'm assuming <laughs> yeah. someone else has taught you how to do contact. <laughs> but those in glass houses. Absolutely. So back to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't play rugby until I was forty-four. So wow. Four years ago. Yeah, and then we had COVID. Then I managed to set my ACL. So actually, this season's the first season I've played rugby. So I started off the season still coaching Holly, and then in middle of September you decided you want to stop playing under 18s didn't you and transition into the women's rugby um so then it seemed a logical time for me to step back from coaching and managing and also then focus on my rugby which I hadn't been doing because I've been coaching Holly so yeah so only this season's my first proper season playing and at what, the age of 14. Out of curiosity what was the draw as in, in terms of it would be very much easier to follow your to follow your daughter into like hockey, for example, but rather yeah. than being a physical game, was it the physicality that drew you or was that a I do like the, the physicality. Um, initially it's because I wanted to be a better coach. So I went along to the Falcons training to help me be a better coach because I haven't really played much well, hadn't played rugby at all, hadn't really known much about rugby. My family was very much a football family and my husband's family was rugby. So I used to watch lots of rugby but never really played. Or obviously didn't play but didn't know anything about the laws or anything. So I went along with Jacko to help him coach the Falcons and to just do a bit of training. But then the minute I was there and I was with them, it's you can't help but fall in love with it, can you? That's interesting because that's almost an inverse of the normal pathway, right? Like most people who coach played and then go into coaching, coaching mm. right? But it was completely... I did a reverse, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. And what, so historically, it's a male-dominated sport, but as a young girl at the time, you were, would you say, 14? When you yeah, started? What 14. was it? Was it the... The competitiveness, the physicality, the, or the difference of, of a normal... I don't actually know. I think physicality. Yeah, I think it might have been because, as I said, always beating up the little brother. My dad suggested it. I've never watched it, never watched my brother play, never been to anything like that. I think my, my dad was just like boxing or rugby, and I was just like, I don't really want to do boxing. So I was like, I'll go along to rugby. Knew a few people who did it at the time. Like Emily Rigby, one of my best mates from the under-18s. She was in the under-15s at the time. I was like, I'll just go along, see how it is. And then... Liked it quite quickly when I realised I was, was yeah. alright in it. So you could smash somebody. Yeah. Quite happy. <laughs> but that's one of the things that you said earlier about you got dragged along by one of your friends. Yeah. I suppose that is there any young listeners going is that if your friend drags you along, just go and have a go yeah, at it, see what you think, because you never know what it's like. And yeah. you said, you know, when does contact then? You said, what age does it start? I suppose don't be put off by the contact, just go and have a go and see what it's like. Because our women's section has grown... Oh, massively, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, we've got 60 players now, yeah. potentially, on the books. Wow. I remember yeah. in the under-15s when <coughs> Ollie Cruikshank yeah. mm-hmm. coached us, there was five. three of oh. us, and then it became five, and then he managed to grow the section to at least 20 of us, and then now yeah. it's just growing even more every week. Yeah. More and more people are I mean, going. last season in the under-18s, you had just enough to fill the team, didn't you? Yeah. This season, they've got... 30 players. Yeah, I think the under-15s is always the largest section, so when they all come up... Yeah, so the under-16s, I think, have got enough to fill two teams this year. And I know, sort of, from a club point of view, 20 years ago when I joined Farnham, um, they had a women's section, and it sort of died off a little bit, and it's a massive dip, and there's there's never been a women's team for a long time. But we've seen that grow over the last, what, five years? Yeah. years? Four, probably. We still only had one team when I started. Yeah. So in the last what is the current? So, if we just focus on the Falcons, yeah. as in, or senior women, women. So, if we just focus yeah. on the senior women uh, in, in terms of the Falcons, you consistently have two teams out. Yeah. And yeah. possibly a third when other fixtures allow. Or, or no, I don't think we'd ever get up to a third. Right. Okay. So we we have two teams out with subs, three or four subs. With three yeah, with subs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of them just come for the social aspect. I think just to come to training, but don't actually want to sign up for the matches. But that's great. That's great as well, isn't it? That yeah. just. I'm just waiting for a vets team. Oh. <laughs> Is it going to happen? Let's hope. What's a vets team? Oh. <laughs> you sat around the table. Yeah, you the team in the room. Over thirty fives. Thirty fives. Oh, you'd fit in there then. I think. I think you're much closer to super vets. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> not far off. I'm to be OAP vets. So, do you watch much rugby in your own time? No. Hardly ever. I don't know, I just don't, like, I love playing. I feel like if I did, I'd get into it, but I just don't, I feel like I've got so much more stuff to do than I think when you transitioned from second row, blindside flanker, to eight, I dragged you down to watch a yeah. little bit, didn't I, so you'd understand yeah. the position more. 
because yeah. you're always going to be a very natural I mean, number eight. If it's on on the TV and I'm sat downstairs, I will watch it, and I don't like dislike watching it. I just rather. Is it, watch is other that stuff. a common thread? Do you like within the within the teams or whatever? Would you guys ever chat about? Oh, do you see Harlequin's women play? Long the women last night definitely or? watch a lot of rugby. They yeah, do. yeah, so group chat is a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a very common chat. <laughs> but in the under 18s would they watch a lot of rugby? And your group chats when you were part of that team? Oh, I can't really remember. I don't think so. I mean, part of that's access, isn't it? It's only yeah. this season where I think TNT have taken on the uh, Premier 15 and they're showing it now. I think they're showing one game a day now on Premier on on TV. But there haven't been that many yeah, women's yeah. games recently. Yeah, no, that's um, But it, this, this was it last week. They announced the Women's Lions team going for 2027. So I was very excited because I'm so Holly's <laughs> off to uni next year. Well, this year, September. Where you go? Loughborough. Ooh, congrats. So, Loughborough Lightning? Yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm yeah. thinking she's doing a four year course. So if her gap year would fall within that Lions tour. Do you have any choice to do the gap year? Mum's gone. <laughs> you're doing the gap you're year. Going off to, yeah. no, We're going on the Lions going, tour. No, 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 she's going to play. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to watch. She's playing. No, you're watching. <laughs> I'm watching. Yeah. I've always wanted to do a gap year, but I want to do it between college and uni. I want to go for a ski season and go travelling. And mum saying, no, you're doing it after and you're going to go pen the lines. <laughs> but, okay, no. Are you going to take your rugby into university then? Yeah, I really think so. I think it's a really good opportunity to make new friends. Wherever it is, even in Farnham. Having been to uni, I think you're crazy not to. As yeah. you said, it's such a good way to meet people and you know ease the transition to uni. So. Yeah. That's sort of, so my kids are opposite end there the oldest two are five and seven when we keep talking to other parents the big thing what to do is get into team sports because when you're like in your position now if you go to university you're straight away you're going to walk into a change room you're going to have whether it's football rugby hockey it doesn't matter you're going to meet or netball I should say just because my wife's listening <laughs> that you're going to meet straight friends and that's that does impact our you know, except my wife it impacts the choices we want our children to do because we want them to have that connection so blimey yeah. that'd be incredible did you play any sports before rugby? Uh, I used to do swimming, diving. Yeah. I used to do a bit of netball on the summer yeah. stage of doing diving. Yeah. I was watching Tom. Tom Daly was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who who wouldn't want to do diving? I was watching Tom Daly. Yeah. yeah. So, so in terms of that team sport, it's literally just throw yourself in, play rugby, and yeah, hope for that's the best. Great. It's worked well. Yeah. And it's interesting that we talk about the watching of sports. I've seen a direct correlation between the amount that is on TV, the women's. Prem 15, but also the international, the Red Roses, yeah. how much publicity they get through the RFU, through Twitter and Instagram, and they do open training sessions. Um, but Harlequins, I think you were there, Baines, or was it your wife and kids were there over Christmas? They had the biggest They went to the big game, yeah, 60,000, yeah. The biggest yeah. women attendance, wasn't it, for a, a club, club game? game. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Um, and that has got to contribute to the amount of numbers we're getting down yeah. in the club as well. I definitely noticed a massive draw of female players after the big sort of Red Roses game, you know, yeah. World Cup stuff, there did seem to be a massive influx of players yeah. coming down. Out, out of curiosity, and just regressing slightly, yeah. you, you mentioned that um, you get a lot of people down to training, and obviously get two teams down, which is fantastic, but you said you had a lot of people down who want to train, but not necessarily play. What do you think is the is the bridge that we're missing there? Is it just their reluctance to... I think maybe it's the physicality. I think some people like the exercise that you get with rugby. Right. Potentially don't like the physicality. And the camaraderie, like the changing or, or like, yeah. you know, just like for us, but then yeah. they're not right. But so that, that's still a, a semi-sumbling block for quite I think a few. so. Gym class books, right? All oh, right. <laughs> Charging right. us by the hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it goes off at seven o'clock. Remind me to put my gym class for next week. That's right. Keep, keep, keep the rugby fitness up. That's yeah, fine. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So when we um, interviewed Dom last time, did you listen to that interview? We did listen to that interview. Oh, good. That's three people. That's good. <laughs> um, Dom spoke about the ambition for the club in terms of mm. you know financially sustainable model, but looking at men and women senior teams playing national level rugby. How does that sort of marry up with your own ambitions? I think the first team wants to get into the champs, don't they? Yeah. So okay. they're playing NC1 at the moment. I think they would like to get into champs next season, if possible. And for our listeners, what does sort of champs mean? Like, which What teams would be yeah. playing against in the champs? I haven't got a clue. Who are we playing against at the moment? Who's, so who's, who's regular who's fixtures in the league? Falcons? Who's in the league for the Falcons' first league? team um, this, this year? Poolbra, Tonbridge, Guernsey... Guernsey, Guildford Gazelles. Guernsey, that's a nice little away trip. Is that coming up soon? Or? That is the 
So if you go up, the geog- <coughs> excuse me. So if you go up, the geography blows up even further, right? I assume so. Left, right, and rhubarb all over the show. Yeah, yeah. I assume so. And then the ones, uh, the twos are in NC three at the moment. So our goal is obviously to get up to NC two, which I don't think it happened this year because Dorking are running away with the league. Sure. But yeah, yeah, but next season. Yeah, I've noticed sort of somebody who's followed the Falcons for years because of Courtney and my daughter yeah, is yeah, absolutely love with the Falcons. Is I think. It, They've really held their own this year that they went up like this year. And yeah. I think perhaps where maybe this is a broad statement, but the last couple of seasons they've walked games and that's not it's unfair, but they've been very dominant. Yeah. This year, I think beginning of the season they were sort of just falling that little bit short. Yeah. Whereas certain last four or five games, there's been really tight fairs and they've come on the winning side of it. And perhaps yeah. it's for the first time in a couple of years they've had consistently difficult games to yeah, no, definitely. I mean, at the beginning of the season, you were losing, but only by three or four points, so it's quite yeah, frustrating, it was quite, it's wasn't it? It was always like 29-26. Yeah. It was very, and very close. winning 29-26 quite often. But as a team, we've definitely improved in the last, not even like months, in the last, maybe like weeks even. I feel like every match that we play is improved. I think it's good coaching. We've got really good, good team, like, team build, like bond. I think it all just helps to improve. Well, out of curiosity, what for the Falcons first team, what's the how would you describe the, the style of play? As in for years Farnham men's have been known as be you know, fast running rugby, but you know, very quick around the park, all of that sort of stuff, you know, potentially not the strongest set piece is, is a fair comment. Not <laughs> Who's been in charge of that for the last ten years? <laughs> the line up would be fine. <laughs> we get a strategy, yeah. we'd be alright. Um, but you know, whereas you look at the teams like Guildford, Dorking, they've always had a rock solid set piece, and maybe not. Is that the same for the women, or do the women base their game on more of a set piece based game? Or I think we're quite dynamic. It's just all number eight pick and go the whole time. Yeah, there's a lot of pick and goes from the number eight. <laughs> yeah, there is. I think we've got we've got very good set pieces. Like we're always got our pod set. We've always got the the scrums are solid. Scrums got a good. solid pack. We've got so quite a good line. The bedrock of the, of the yeah, game. it's a real yeah. solid pack. Yeah, you're very quick from every every sort of every phase. You're so quick at maneuver, you know, moving on again Ball, and again. Yeah, yeah. They're very phys- The forwards are hugely physical, but as well as being physical, they're really explosive forwards. So I'm not saying they're going to go for a long time, but they go quick, they go fast, and then they, they have to ice. rest a fair bit. Should they also then be booking a fitness session time? I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 so the next day, yeah. day. You're going to stay with Lloyd for a little bit of fitness. So do you have like a a, a group of what would be determined like the senior leadership? Group within within the squad, do you have that, or is it more of a is there is there a captain? Are there several captains? Oh. You, know, you can name drop people. Yeah, so the main captain is Zoe, Sorry. and then Steph is vice captain, and um, Ella is vice captain for the ones. What yeah. positions do these guys play? Zoe <laughs> <laughs> <So laughs> is Zoe so is ten. Yeah. Steph is a prop. Yeah, Steph's tight head, tight head prop, and Zoe's back row. So if someone's sat there listening oh, now, Ella, sorry, not sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no, Michael, actually. Um, so if someone's sat here listening now and is sort of hooked by being either 14, 15 and getting to rugby through school, or is slightly older and is perhaps enjoying the game later on, what, what could they do to sort of get involved with, with rugby at the club? So if you're older and you want to come down and have a go, just come down to a training session, drop us an email on the website, and we welcome everyone who wants to come down. It's a really open, friendly place to start your rugby career or just come out and have a run around and yeah. so training is Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6.30 till 8 o'clock yeah, and I think, I think the girls are Wednesdays at yeah. 6.30 till 8 o'clock also like even as because as you were saying very like it's a very friendly place like as a 17 year old going into an environment with people who are 5 years older than me to however 40 years older than me <laughs> I am not 57 thank you so it's going to be a bit intimidating but even with the any age groups it's never that everyone's there for the same reason to have fun to play together so I think they literally sent you down on your own for the first yes, time and I was like this needs to be something you do that's not driven by me off you go and she was like mm-hmm. see I was quite lucky because you're good friends with Abby Jackson and so I already knew her but 
Yeah, it's not as intimidating as you think it is joining for the first time. No. I would say that as a statement is club-wide. Because if you're yeah. 17 slash 18 as a bloke and it's like, right, go down to the, you know, go and play the local rugby club, you walk in and there's 35-year-old, you know, 50 jewels year old men you know it, it can be intimidating so it's good to see that I think it, you know people can just I think it's just a friendly it. club mm. as yeah. a whole isn't it you go up into the bar and everyone talks to everyone and it's nice that's the strap line friendly club friendly club <laughs> right so we, we, we talked about it earlier Six Nations predictions France France <laughs> can I say now what, what's that based upon honey <laughs> yeah. well, not much because <laughs> mum said it yeah. <laughs> I don't Always agree with mum. Okay. Oh, definitely where? France after their World Cup performance. Okay, where will England finish? Fourth. Fourth. Below whom? No, Ireland and Scotland. Scotland as well. Yeah. So that but means for David to Wales, they will be in fifth or sixth. Good. And and so to put it together, the thing we always like to find out from our guests is what's your dream team. So this is your 1 to 15, three subs. No, I haven't finished. It's not 1 to 15, you plum. And let me finish. 1 to 15. Right. And your three subs and your coach. So that's 1 to 18 and a coach. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we've nailed the fact that 15 subs. You're starting with 15 and three subs. So I also believe there's disagreement here. For our final sub, there was a slight... Agreement. I've left it to question mark. We wanted two different people. Ooh. Oh, yeah, we did. We might give you 19. Plus a coach. Plus a coach, right. Okay. You want to start? Anyways, let's start up front. Who we got? Who we got? On your loose so, head. On loose head, we've got Georgia Pearson. She's my mentor. And so I don't think I could play a Sunday without taking, without making fun of her, to be fair. She's just she's very, she's very funny, very happy, really good player. That probably wouldn't be the best player I've ever met. But yeah, I just think it's funny to have her on the pitch, so. Imagine Sunday without it. So our hooker is going to be Ben Brown. Oh. We miss Ben Brown. He's obviously been part of the club for a really, really long time. Also my teacher. He's not your teacher. He's he your... was. No, was he? He's never your teacher. For PE. His, his dad was your teacher. Carl Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, <laughs> that is one of the best moments to yeah. pull so far. Yeah. I think and, that pain, pain. And his mum before you yourself anymore into a hole was your RE teacher. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Mr. and Mrs. Brain. I meant yeah. that, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That. So we've got Ben Brain at Hooker. Yeah. <laughs> Tighthead. Steph Thompson. Also my mentor. Yeah. She's just solid Steph. You just she does her job, she does it really well. She never lets the team down. Yeah. Very consistent. So I'm gonna put myself in second row. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely why not? Yeah. With my why dream not? team I want to play with them all. Of course. And you play it alongside your alongside, daughter in the second row or not? No, Laura Johnson, who is the number eight for the twos, but she's just a huge ball carrier. Like you can rely on her to make ground up the pitch. Should I do number six as well? Because I don't think you know who that is. That's yeah. Fine. Jemmy. It's got to be Jemmy. Solid, yeah. 50-year-old, still rocking Super out vets. first. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Interesting wow. putting the back row, though, and not front row. Or centre. Oh, yeah. Or centre, yeah, that made me chuckle. Yeah. Um, he, he, see, a bit like Don putting the centre, when I first started watching Jemmy, he did play flank. Okay. No flank. comment about how well he played in the back row, but <laughs> right. So I played with Jemmy it's when not, he was back it's row. It's not your dream team, Dave. It's not, but there we go. Um, flank. Um, open side. Open side, Abby Jackson. She's always reliable and she's always got a blue mind on the pitch. <laughs> It's most likely to get into a fight. Blue mind. No. So if you're a falcon, you have your blue mind, which is where you stay calm. No, she's got a really blue mind. Okay. She, she always stays really calm on the pitch. Just always, yeah. Good right. to have one of those in the team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's a peacemaker. A peacemaker. She has to write. She won't mind me telling you this. She has bands that she puts on her wrist for matches, and she puts blue on them to remind herself to stay calm on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number eight would be. Holly Thompson. She oh, is the biggest try scorer for the Falcons this season so far. So always. How many? What's the, what's the tally? Do you know? I think it's seven. Oh, are you? Seventeen. That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Seventeen. Yeah. You've got That's three in one match. So Four in one, one match. Sorry. <laughs> oh! so could have been six, and you offloaded and other people scored. Yeah. Tegan for nine. Tegan love. 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 
So Tegan is the captain for the under-18 girls team. She is the first girl, I believe, to have got a scholarship in America to play rugby. Wow. So she's off in September to do that. Um, Brilliant captain, really calm on the pitch. Yeah. Really good leader. Ten. Ten, Zoe Robinson, uh, our captain for the women. She's just very good. She's very good at decision-making. Probably one of the best tens, I think. We're going to go with um, the director of Rugby's son. Reese. Yeah, we're going to go with Reese Stennett on the wing. Speedy Reese. Fortress Stennett. He is a very good player. He is. And then we're going to go first team captain for inside centre. Mark Baines. (laughs) (laughs) Sadly not. (laughs) Toby Salmon. Yeah. Inside. Um, 13. We're going to go for Becca Johnson. She played for the under 18s and under 15s with me. She's just got a really good goose step, but she does do it about a mile too early. She's, she, she likes to think she's a good goose stepper, but she's not really that good. The style is good. Yeah, the style's good. She doesn't execute it too well. Full effect of the goose yeah. step. Yeah. And then we've got 14, Morgan Burke. She's just so, she's so quick. She plays nine for us at the moment, but she's just so quick and she's just really, just she's funny to play with. She gets so feisty and it's just, yeah. Yeah, no, really no blue ones there. No. <laughs> and then we've thrown in a mini, or no, Junior, I guess she is now for the 15, which is Isabel Jackson. So Jacko and Abby's daughter. She's like Abby, she's reliable on the pitch. She, she's got your back, but also she's a great 15 where she's going to pick up all the drakes and no one's going to get past her. But our subs, Sam Woodhams at 16, because I think yeah. you could literally throw him anywhere in that pack and he would... <laughs> That is true, yeah. And also he's a fellow ginger, so if I want a fellow ginger in my squad. So you can share the name calling, not just name. Disclaimer, this message is not endorsed by... Oh, next one, EJ Boulder. Because she's just all-round good. She can play backs and forwards, she's very versatile. So EJ is one of our under-18s that literally just come into the Falcons squad this oh. this month so it's going to be exciting second mum and daughter on the team second mum and daughter on the oh, team oh wow yeah. Okay. yeah 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 it's fine we still got our history right so our next one i wanted to have hannah hasim who is ben's girlfriend yeah is that an offer on the flight home is it that's exactly right, right. Yeah. get two of them back you're in our dream team come home um so that was mine but you wanted i wanted emily rugby yeah really good mate and she's just, she's always reliable. She does her job second row. She's just a really good player. And I think she'll make a good addition. And our coach, without hesitation, has got to be Jacko. Yeah. Or coach. Jack. Or Jack, yes, we've got a new coach that's come into the squad called Jack. Um, army boy, mad as box of frogs, but he's <laughs> got a lot, of, um, a lot of rugby experience, so it's really nice to have him in the fold. He offers a lot. I think he's got quite a lot of everyone's respect as well. Yeah. He's funny, but also he's a good coach, so that just goes well. He works well with Jacko because Jack's very visual. He's a very visual coach. He'll show you everything, whereas Jacko uses lots of words and explanations. Mm-hmm. So they work really well together, don't they? Good blend. They're a good team, yeah. yeah. Oh, really good team. Fantastic. You've got an absolutely cracking 20 there you put together. <laughs> um, so l- looking ahead, you've got some big games coming up. You mentioned 17 February, you're off to Guernsey yeah. on tour. I think I'm playing on that one. Mum's not. No, I've got a match the next day. You, you're coming with her, aren't you? I'm coming with you, yeah. Yeah. I've got to get a plane there. Yeah, not good. So what's our next big home game then? So we've got obviously the Six Nations coming up, so there'll be lots of people at the club, Sunday matches on the big screen yeah. and things like that. Any big games at home that we can so uh, draw up support to come and watch? We've got both of the Falcons are playing at home on the 11th of February. We've got, um, I believe you're playing... Tombridge, the ones that are playing Tombridge, I think. Yeah. And the twos have got Camberley, so a nice little local, local derby, derby there. Absolutely. Which would be good. Our away games then was a 5 5 draw, so it's a lot to oh, play for. One for purists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we've got another one on the 17th of March, I think. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. So yeah, come down, get a Guinness, and watch the ladies have another run out. Excellent. So exciting. Thank you so much for joining us on the end podcast night. So last little message is, if you're interested, say hello, put your hand up, communicate for email, come yeah. down train to Thursdays and get involved in the Falcons. I mean, I'll always be there. Um, they call me Tomo and I'm one of the welfare officers. So look out for me. I've got bright red hair. You can't miss me. And you're the one that's smashing your brother into the floor. Yeah. Still. 
trying to or me to get the opportunity it's when they it's when they team you yeah. up and they go so like, we're on opposite teams it's really good I enjoy that a lot yeah. or when we do some um, one-on-one tackling it's like I'll go mama yeah. no 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 no. it's really not as scary as it sounds and that's the only thing I'd say to anyone considering joining just give it a go if you don't like it what's the worst that's going to happen Dr Pepper there it is <laughs> so we do the opposite so if we're doing training and it's contact. I will be like the Ben because I know that he will, will not hit me hard, and he knows that I won't hit him hard. Yeah. And we both quite good actors on. Yeah. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Well, she yeah. deliberately hits me yeah, hard. If, that's only if, I'm, if I'm with one, like Morgan, we just pretend to do it. Sorry, Jacko. Yeah, you're my <laughs> sort of worst nightmare. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Holly and Lucy, for finding all the amazing stuff in the Falcons. Uh, we really appreciate appreciate your time this evening. Right, before we do the kind of final wrap-up and start looking at what's coming up this weekend, can I please ask about donations, gentlemen? Can I just... Go on. Well, I was going to say that on the first pod, you both picked me up rightly so on me mentioning a certain... I can't say it. uh, A certain time where I did something and I don't... I need to make a donation to Phyllis Tuckwell. I've thought of what actually one of you mentioned quite a lot and uh, Ben you um over the last couple of podcasts and especially today out of curiosity <laughs> it's a phrase you use quite often I think I've got a tally chart of four from just when we just talked to uh, Holly and Lucy just then so uh, I think from now on every, every time you do an out of curiosity phrase. phrase you can choose your charity to uh, make a donation to oh yes. still for the supper but no, fair enough. I'll, I'll I'll take that on the chin. However, out of curiosity, have you paid your <laughs> donation that you owe? Well, that's five like... pounds straight away <laughs> into that. So I think you're up to twenty-five pounds from today. And that's a complete false accusation because I've actually paid my first twenty. Oh, so and that's, that's a false accusation from yeah. me because I've paid mine as well. Oh, have you really? <laughs> so, okay, yeah. What was mine for? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to fall into that trap, Beansy, because you haven't put your hand in your pocket at all yet. So it's actually quite I good. Needed to. It's quite good tonight that you provided the food and got the guests. Yeah. So the first contribution you've made to this podcast. So it's just you were waiting for your whatever it's called hook. By hook, yeah, a little catchphrase, a catchphrase or something. I think I'm too professional at this to to pick up anything. Oh. It's I got it's got to be something stash related. <laughs> <I'm>, yeah, <laughs> could be, could be. I mean, you've got your first team delay now, so you're, you're pretty happy. Here we go. Every because we're obviously recording the pods in this amazing facility of Beansy's kitchen. Yeah. I think every time we come to record a podcast. The amount of Farnham logos we can see in the vicinity. <laughs> <laughs> that could be good. Well, yeah. I've just seen, I think his daughter's school bag there, which is a, oh yeah, it's a Farnham yeah, rugby yeah, bag. Yeah. Uh, and another Farnham rugby bag. And another Farnham <laughs> rugby bag. So I think there could be something linked with Stash here. That uh, Okay. What I will say is if anybody at the club at any point sees Bainesy wearing his Farnham first team gilet and sends a photographic evidence to me or Hurley, five pound of Phyllis Tuckwell. <laughs> from Bainsey from Bainsey we're not paying your yeah. fines for you okay so, fair point well made but on a serious note very nice have you paid up I have paid up have you I paid have up? paid up yep. okay so we're all paid up yep. right looking ahead what we've got coming out soon well, we've got the comedy night I mean this Friday night Going absolute sell out you've said sell out I was going to get tickets but sold out can't get there well I believe our lead actor is a Saracens fan so I'm assuming that Mike Salmon's going to be sat there front row and centre <laughs> <laughs> centre in his uh, Elliot's Navy shirt uh, as a massive Saris fan all the Six Nations games are shown live at the club all games right? at the club absolutely so big every screen. game is on at the big screen at the club so come down if you're ever in doubt what to do for that they're just going into we talked about the uh, Falcons games coming up but the first 15 this week are away to Reading Four o'clock kickoff, so head over there and support. Four uh, o'clock. I'm going to actually correct you. I'm uh, going to have to call you out on this. You wrote 1400. Yeah. But there are 12 hours yeah. in AM, 12 hours in PM. So do you want us to do it again? I won't, I'm, sorry, I'm not editing this, by the way, let's be clear. <laughs> so the first team are away at Reading for a two o'clock kickoff, so head down there if you want to support them. And finally, the local professional club that most people support, Quinn's Leicester, is on at 1945 is what I've written, so that's the time it's on. If you want to watch it, it's 1945. Quarter to eight mm-hmm. p.m. Oh Christ, <laughs> p.m. Exactly. Uh, and on which day? 
who knows, Friday, Sunday, I've no idea. Friday night. I didn't write that down. It's a Friday night. <laughs> so it's a Friday, Friday night night. But I have on good authority, James Chisholm is at eight, so watch how quickly he gets gassed if you want a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I hope you enjoyed this episode. As ever, please like it, share it with people you care about. Um, next couple of weeks' time, we record again. We're going to welcome Sam Foskett, so we've heard from the Falcons. And we're going to hear from the chair of the girls' section next time around and hear about the great stuff they're doing there. But if you've got a game this weekend, I hope you enjoy it. Keep loving your rugby. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye.